Hello ladies, welcome back. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've been having a wonderful and praise-filled month of April so far. Remember, in case you have forgotten, that it is still our month of praise, okay? We are still praising God. Why do we praise God? Because God is worthy of our praise because he has done so many wonderful things for us. We have salvation, we have life, we have his Holy Spirit living inside of us. We have, you know, the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. We have his mercies that are ever new, ever present for us. His grace that he lavishes upon us. You know, we, he's faithful. You know, we have a precious hope in him. There are so many reasons why we, have, we praise God because he is more than worthy of our praise. Now, in case you are in a situation where you feel like, I, in, I while I've been praising God, I feel like certain things that I've been asking God for, he hasn't done it yet. Um, and that's making you feel discouraged. I want to tell you that this is a perfect time. That is a perfect time for you to keep praising God. Okay, rise above your flesh, your fleshly discouragement and praise God. Remember that as children of God, we walk by faith and not by sight. So if you have prayed to God for something, if you believe that God is working on that thing, you should be praising God. You know, if you believe that God makes all things work together for your good, you should be praising God. You know, Paul and Silas, um, like we discussed in our la in the last Bible study segment, they were thrown into the prison, and they still praised God. And they were not praising God because they felt like the power of God was going to move in a miraculous way, and you know they would be freed. No, they were praising God because they realized that God was still worthy of their praise, even in that situation that they were in, even in that discomfort, even in their chains, even in the humiliation, even in the shame, even in their pain. You know they were still praising God because they realized that God was worthy of their praise. So you can still praise God even when you are going through disappointments, even when you are going through tough times, even when you are going through a hard season, even when you are going through things that you know you don't want to be going through. Still praise God because you realize that God is beyond the circumstances of your life. God is worthy. It doesn't matter. You can praise God because you can be selfless and realize that God has even already done so much for me. You know, we sing songs like if... Um, there's this song, I think, by Judy K that even if he does nothing else for me, God has done enough. But do we really mean it? Because do we really understand what God has done for us, you know, through his salvation, through, you know, so many things that he has done for us, the life that we lead? Do we understand the, the weight of all he has done for us? Do we understand who he is? You know, do we understand his love? If we do, no matter what we are going through, and that's why Paul was able to say, nothing, I am convinced that nothing shall be able to separate me from God's love. And if I remember correctly, I'm not sure now, but I think he was in prison when he was writing that scripture. You know, he could say that not even suffering can separate me from the love of God because I know that God's love for me is not, it's not, it's, it's not measured by what I'm going through. It is not determined by the circumstances around my life. And he was able to still praise God for that love and extol the love of God. For him so even when you feel like you have not gotten the answer to that thing you are praying for or you feel like you know um there's a miracle you want god to move mightily for you praise god because god is worthy of your praise because he has made you a priest and your spiritual responsibility is to praise him because you see the value of all that god has done for you in fact praise him for even the things that he has done for you even okay let's say beyond salvation even though that is enough reason to praise him for the rest of our lives okay Praise him for the things, the ways that he has come through for you in the past. Praise him for it, okay? And I pray that God will sustain you. He will fill your heart with joy. And that will just make you continue to boast and praises to him. You wake up in the morning praising God. You go about your day praising God. You go to bed in the night praising God regardless. And that I, I pray that even at that, not only will he fill your heart with joy and peace, that he will move mightily in his power for your sake. 
causing you to burst out in songs of praise, thanksgiving, and rejoicing into his name. Amen. Now, today's Q&A segment for the month of April, I want to address the question, how do I hear the voice of God? This is a question that a lot of people have asked me over time, and I felt like it was a good one to answer for this month on, on here. Okay, so um, how do I hear the voice of God? First of all, I would like to say, anytime I'm asked that question, what I always say is, can we rephrase it to how can I be led by God? Now, I say this because most of the time when people want to hear, you know, the voice of God, what they really want is to understand, discern how God leads them, okay, and not necessarily how to hear the voice of God. Now, it's important to also know how to hear the voice of God because, I mean, God's voice, God speaks to us, you know, his voice is one of the ways that he leads us. But you see, God's voice is not the only way that he leads us. So what we really want to be focusing on is how we can discern the leading of God for our lives, okay, how we can know, you know, the channels through which God leads us, okay, so that we can identify, when we identify it, we can recognize it and, you know, on the, and receive God's leading whenever he's speaking to us. Because what we really want is leadership, direction, answers, instructions. That's what we're really looking out for when we say, how do I hear the voice of God? But we don't always need a voice. We need his leading, okay, because God, is, remember, you know, even in Africa, for example, where I am, and I think maybe everywhere, you know, when you're growing as a child, you, you, where you know your parents, the more you grow your knowledge of your parents, the more you know, they don't always have to speak to you for you to know that they are telling you something. They are giving you an instruction. They are passing a message across to you. Sometimes they need to just look at you, you know, in a certain kind of way or make a certain gesticulation and you understand how they are leading you, what instruction they are giving to you, what they are trying to pass across to you. That is how it is in understanding the leading of God. Okay, so you don't always need God's voice, but you always need his leading for your life. So now, what are the ways you can know the leading of God for your life? What are the ways you can um, know or discern God's leading for your life? Number one, the word of God. The word of God is the primary way that God leads us. The scriptures, when I say the word of God, I'm talking about the scriptures. That is the primary way that God leads us. And by the way, before I go on, you know, every way I'm going to give now is the way that God, the spirit of God leads us. Okay, so when you say, how does God lead you? say the spirit of God, one, the word of God, two. No, the spirit of God leads us through the word of God. And through all the other ways I would mention, right? Because the Spirit of God is God as well, living in us. So he's the one leading us through these different channels. Okay, so one, the God or the Spirit of God leads us through the Word of God, the Scripture. And that is why the Bible tells us in Colossians 3 verse 16, let the Word of God dwell in you richly with all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you can instruct yourselves and give yourselves counsel you know, with the word of God. That is why the word of, is so important for us. That's why the Bible talks so much about meditating on the word of God, about storing the word of God in us, you know, about knowing the word of God, because through the word of God, the Bible says in um, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, we're going to read it now, but the Bible says that the word of God is, the, is, God, is, is breathed by God. It is the inspiration of God, you know, that gives us the scripture. So when you read the word of God, you are literally coming in tune with the mind of God. You are, you are able to understand how God thinks, what God is saying to you. God's word is his letter to you. God's word is his instruction to you. God's word is his direction to you. So, so many questions that people ask, they don't even need to ask it because if you're reading the word of God, you would know what God's word has, what his instruction is concerning that thing. You know, you would know what his mind is concerning that thing. You would know what he has said to you concerning that thing okay so that is why we read the word of god one of the ways because it gives us you know it helps us to know 
you know, God and to understand how he wants us to live our lives. So that when we come to those places where we need answers for the questions that we're asking, we would have those answers because God has already written to us about it in his word. Okay. Um, so let's read Second Timothy 3 verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the word of God gives us instruction. You know, it helps us to know, it gives us direction, how to go, you know, in life. That's why the Bible says, the word, your word is a lamp unto my feet. I think that's Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So God's word gives us, it acts as a light that gives us, the, gives us direction. You know, it gives us instruction. His word is, is life. It is bread. It is health to our flesh. You know, it is bread to us, you know. So that is why we study the word of God. The word of God is the primary way that God leads, leads us. Romans 12 verse 2 also says, um, do not be conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove, be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, that scripture was talking about renewing our minds with the word of God, becoming acquainted with the word of God in such a way that it begins to reframe our thinking, you know, aligning with God's thinking, it brings us into, into um, familiarity with the way God thinks and with what God is saying to us so that, Remember, see the way that scripture ends. It says, so that you will be able to prove. It says, so that you will be able to know, so that you'll be able to discern what God's will is in every situation. That's what really it's saying. You know, so when people say, what I, I need to hear how God leads me, the word of God. The scripture is the primary way that God leads us. We know how to live our lives. We know God, what, how God is telling us to live, what kind of you know, decisions God is pleased by, what kind of decisions we should make. By reading the word of God, he has given us a, a, his instruction, his direction, you know, his wisdom, his counsel in, is in the word. And as we study the word, become acquainted with the word, renew our minds with the word, store up his word in our hearts. When it is time to make decisions in our lives, like the scripture in Romans 12 verse 2 says, we will be able to prove, we'll be able to tell, we'll be able to discern, we'll be able to, you know, figure out what is God's good will for our lives. So you will just know because you have been reading the word of God, you'll be able to suddenly, you'll be able to just tell even before you go to God in prayer, you would be able, you would know what God's goodwill is for your life. So the word of God is one way, one, the primary way that God leads us as children of God. Now, the second way is the inner witness of the spirit of God. Now, when I say the inner witness, you know, the Bible says that the spirit of God within us witnesses to us that we are children of God. When we become born again, it says the spirit of God that God gives to us witnesses with our spirits, our recreated human spirit, that we are children of God. So there's a witness within us that we are the children of God. So the spirit of God is not just in us. He's also witnessing to our spirit. There's an inner, you know what that, that inner witness is? That's what people call, you know, the still small voice. We can, we can, um, we can feel, we can, um, receive this witness of the spirit in two media, major mediums through the voice of the spirit of God and through, you know, the inner knowing. So, you know, when people say, I heard God tell me something, I, I, when I was going through this and I heard God say, that is the still small voice of the spirit of God. We don't always hear the audible voice of God. That is a very rare thing that happens to people. Like when Jesus, you know, was baptized and the Bible says that a voice from heaven said, and when Paul was in, had an encounter with Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus. And he says, 
a voice from heaven, which was Jesus' voice. But there are very few times in the scriptures that we hear people hearing the audible voice of God. Majorly in the New Testament, what we hear is the inner witness of the Spirit of God. And it says the Spirit of God sets them, separate from me, Paul and Barnabas. You know, he says to them at the Spirit of God, as I was going everywhere, the Spirit of God witnesses this, it testifies of this. So they were basically hearing the still small voice of the Holy Spirit inside of their spirit. So you just hear you hear it's not necessarily your your physical senses remember that we are children of god and we are and what we we walk in the spirit not in the flesh okay so what god really relates with primarily is our spirit so that our spirit has spiritual senses our spiritual ear our spiritual heart you know we are able to hear the voice of the spirit of god so it's not our audible ear that is really hearing is our spirit our spirit within us that is hearing the spirit of god speak within us okay so it's not necessarily an audible voice but when you walk with god you know the bible says jesus said my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and how did his sheep hear his voice when you train yourself with the word of god when you are acquainted you you are, you are acquainted with the word and that's what i said the word of god is the primary way that god leads us when you are acquainted with the word you are always studying the word you're always meditating on the word you place you place priority on the word you, you you place the word of god as an authority over your life and you um are familiar with the word of god when god speaks to you the bible says that um um much strong meat is for those who by reason of use use of the word of God, who by using the reason of practice of the word of God have been able to train themselves to discern between good and evil. So through the use of God's word, through the practice of God's word, through obedience to God's word, through familiarity with God's word, when God, the spirit of God speaks to us because the spirit of God and the word of God are one. So when, when we have trained ourselves with the word of God, we are familiar with the word of God, with obeying the word of God, when the spirit of God within us speaks to our spirits, our spirit will be sharpened enough, trained enough to pick it. And that's why that scripture says that strong meat is for those who by reason of use are able to discern. So we are able to hear the spirit of God, the voice of the spirit of God. That's still small voice within us because we have been, we know we have been following Jesus. And you know, to obey the word of God, to have familiarity with the word of God is to obey Jesus because he says, if you love me, you obey my word. Okay. So that is it. So another, that, um, um, that inner witness of the spirit, if we receive it either through the voice, still small voice of the spirit of God, or through an inner knowing. Okay, that inner witness is also through an inner knowing. And that's how somebody, sometimes you hear Christians say, I just knew that this was what God was leading me to do. I just had an, I just had a knowing within me. And that knowing is what also people call, you know, sometimes the, the knowing of peace or the knowing of unrest. That no, God is not leading me here. My, I, I didn't have peace. For example, when Paul was on his way, he was on his ship, and I think they were taking him to, I can't remember the place exactly now, but he was on trial, and he was being taken to another um, country to face trial. And they were in this ship, and he per the Bible says he perceived in his spirit that there was going to be wreck to this ship. So he didn't necessarily hear a voice, but he perceived the spirit of God within him, the inner witness telling him, he perceived it, there was an unrest probably in his spirit, you know, or a foreboding of danger within his spirit. That was the inner witness of the spirit of God. So that is the way God leads us. And that's why the child of God, the Bible says that they that are led by the spirit of God. And that's why it's so important to be, to walk in the spirit. Because when we walk in the spirit, when we, we, we acquaint ourselves with the word of God, we're able to, you know, become familiar with the spirit. Our spirit is more alive when we feed ourselves with the word of God so that we can perceive the inner witness of the spirit of God. And that's why some people, you know, I've heard testimonies like, oh, I was supposed to um, catch a flight at this time. And I was, I was stepping out of my house, you know, 
God or, or go or take a bus. And as I was stepping out of my house, you know, I felt an unrest within me. The spirit of God seized my peace or I was supposed to take this decision. And I had so much peace within my spirit. And I knew that this was what God wanted me to do. I didn't have peace and I knew that God didn't want me to do this. That is the inner witness of the spirit. And that can, be, that can really be identified by somebody who has been working with God, who is familiar with the voice of God and who, you know, whose spirit is sensitive enough to receive the inner witness of the spirit of God within us. Now, another way that God leads us is through dreams and visions. I hear a lot of people in today's um, world, a lot of Christians say things like, God no longer leads us through dreams. And that is such a misconception. That is false. God leads us through dreams. There were different times in the Bible that God led his apostles through dreams. God led Peter through a dream, you know, through a vision, through dreams and visions, right? God leads us through dreams and visions. Now, what's the difference between a dream and a vision? A, vision, a dream is a vision that we have while we are asleep. And a, a vision, or what we will call an open vision, is something we have while we are awake. Now we are awake, but we're like in a trance, and we are seeing pictures, okay? So that doesn't happen to everybody, but those are meth channels through which God communicates with us. Now, a dream, God spoke to, um, to um, was it Paul? I, let's look at the scripture, um, Acts 22, verse 17 to 21. I think that's an example of when God spoke communicated through a dream to Paul. So he says, um, that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia once having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. They concluded that because he was... He, he walked in the spirit and he knew that dreams were one of the ways that God would communicate with him. Okay, so dreams are a channel through which God communicates with his children. I personally, one of the ways that God communicates with me is through my dreams. And it has happened several times. God shows me things that will come through my dreams. God shows me, he warns me through my dreams. Or he shows me things that are still yet to come through my dreams. And that's not the primary way he leads me. Remember I said the primary way he leads me and all his children is his word. Okay. So I don't, I don't go about trying to make my decisions by having a dream. No, but God communicates with me at his own, with his own will at his own time through my dreams. Just the same way, primarily after his word, the second way he communicates with all of his children is through the inner witness of his spirit because that is what he gave us. That is, the, that is his major, you know, his connectivity line, present line with us. He's with us by himself in our spirit. So he speaks to us through the inner witness of his spirit, okay? But God also speaks to us through dreams and through visions. And, you know, God spoke to Peter. Um, I think you can find that in Acts 11, verse 5. Uh, and um, when Peter had, a, had a, a vision, you know, a trance, he had an open vision during the day. He was waiting for his food, I think. I can't remember exactly where he was. And then he had a trance, and God was there was a sheet that fell down and different animals, and basically... God was communicating something to him that he should go and preach to Cornelius, you know, and his family who were Gentiles. God was trying to tell them, take the gospel beyond the Jews. Take it to other people outside of the Jew Jewish nation, the Gentiles. Okay, the gospel is for everybody. So God communicated through a vision. So God, one of the ways that God speaks to us, God leads us, is through our dreams and visions. Okay? So take your dream seriously as a child of God. If you're a child of God, and also if you're, that doesn't also mean that every dream you have or every vision you have is from God. Now you must be able to, the, the, the spiritual is beyond, it's not just 
the spiritual, the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places, you know, against spiritual wickedness. Now, the spiritual is, has, you know, you have God, you have the devil, we have angels, we have demons. Now, that channel that God uses to speak to us, because um, dreams and visions, they can be corrupted by the enemy, especially because sometimes we are working more in the flesh than we are working in the spirit, okay? And that is why it is so important that as we work with God, we grow in our ability to discern between what is good and evil, including with our dreams and our visions. We are able to tell, the more we work with God, the more we are able to know when a, a dream or a vision is from God. For example, God speaks to me through my dreams. But when I wake up in the morning, I know when a dream is from God and when it's not from God. And now that's not to say that every bad dream I have, I say it's the devil. No, there are some dreams I just sense in my spirit because I, I, I work with God and because I'm working with God. That's not to say I'm always in the spirit, okay? Yes, I'm always in the spirit because the spirit of God lives in me and because I am in Christ. So I walk in the spirit. But um, I may not always be fully walking in the spirit consciously, right? But I, because I'm working with God, I know and I'm, it's a training. I know I'm, with time I am able to, I've been able to figure out when discern the difference between when a dream is coming from God and when it is coming from the devil. This is just the devil. See, the Bible says through many activities, dreams are formed. So let's say you've just had a lot of activities or you ate a lot or something and you just have, or you have malaria. <laughs> you have, like, you're not feeling too well and you have those kind of dreams. So you are able to tell the difference and how you're able to tell, make this thing, um, this, this, um, this, you're able to distinguish this is by working with God, right? Your spirit will be trained to discern between what is from God. When you even by reading the word of God, by fellowshipping with God through his word primarily and working with the spirit, working in the spirit, in righteousness, you will be able, your spirit will be alive unto God in such a way that sensitive to God, to God in such a way that you'll be able to discern between when something is from God and when it is not from God. Okay. So another way that God leads his children is through the voice and the counsel of people, particularly godly people. Now, this is not to say that God cannot counsel his children through people who are not necessarily Christians or through people who are not godly. But that is not, that is a secondary way, maybe a, a way to just bring confirmation. You know, God can, or a way to, God can use anybody. I mean, he used a donkey, right? But that's not going to be the primary way because people who are not godly or who are not Christians, they don't have a mindset that is framed by the word of God or by the righteousness of God or by the honor of God. They don't fear God. So they don't usually consciously give decision, um, counsel that are going to lead you in the way of God, in the righteousness of God. They are not going to, their counsel is not going to come from a place of honor for God or fear for God or for, you know, honor for his will for your life. And so that's why I say primarily the counsel of godly people. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. But the Bible also says that um, you need the right kind of counsel. Let's read the scripture in um, Colossians 3 verse 16. This scripture is, I love this scripture because it, it, it helps to balance that um, scripture of the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Not every counselor, not, you shouldn't receive counsel as a child of God from everybody. And you shouldn't, the fact that a lot of people are saying something doesn't mean that it's from God, okay? So let's see in Colossians 3 verse 16, um, why you need counsel from godly people. It says, um, Colossians 3 verse 16, just a second. It says in NLT translation, it says, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. 
teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. So he says, first of all, let the message of Christ fill your lives and then teach and counsel each other with the wisdom that he gives. We can, you know, receive counsel. God leads us through his people because his people have his spirit inside of them and his people are filled with his wisdom. If you are filled with the message of Christ, you are filled with the wisdom of God. And so because of that, when we are not, we, we might not have clarity about certain things in our lives, specific decisions, and maybe we are not in a place where, you know, we are able to really, there's a lot of force in our spirit and we want to go to, we can go to people who are godly, who have the message of Christ filled, you know, they are, who are full of the message of Christ, who are full of the word of God, who honor God and fear God. And we can trust God that he can give us his wisdom and his counsel through these people. Also to add that, you know, as we receive counsel from people, even godly people, because Peter was working with Christ and he was godly, you know, he was, he was walking with the Lord at that point, you know, and he said a lot of things that he said, you are the Christ. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Your spirit, but the spirit of God revealed that to you. But the same Peter, you know, told Jesus Christ, um, uh, please don't say that you will die. And Jesus rebuked him. Um, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of man. So um, it is possible for a person who is godly to also give you counsel that is not godly or that is not specific for your life. And that's why you need to walk with the spirit of God for yourself. Okay. That's why you need to have a fellowship with God for yourself. You need to know the word of God and you need to have a fellowship, a personal relationship with the Holy spirit so that you'll be able to distinguish between counsel that comes from God, even from a godly person and counsel that is inspired by the devil, even without their knowing. Another way that God leads us, his children is through circumstances, through, you know, um, circumstances, the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You know, one of the ways that God leads us is simply by, is what we call divine orchestration. You know, simply by ordering our steps, making, placing things, putting, the Bible says all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, by, when we, the Bible also says trust, um, do not trust in the Lord with all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So when we walk with the Lord, when our, our goal is to please the Lord, we are walking in his precepts, in his righteousness, you know, and we are committing the, the plans that we have, you know, the ideas we have, the, the, our lives, the different aspects of our lives into his hands. We can trust God to order our steps and to simply lead us by aligning circumstances, situations, and people into aligning all these things to be um, at par with his will, okay? So God can just cause the things in our lives to be aligned with well. And that's why I always have a problem. I always tell people and people that don't always see closed doors in your life as from the enemy. Don't have a devil consciousness as a child of God. You belong to God. Like you are God's property. You are not in the kingdom of darkness. The devil does not own you. He has no business with you. The only way the devil can have access to you is when you break the hedge. Okay. And even at that, you still have the protection of God. You know, you belong to God. He says he has translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You are God's child. You are a family member. <laughs> You are in the country of Zion. So God is in charge of, the Bible says he's our shepherd. He's in charge of your life. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the one who is, the, he's the author of our faith and the finisher of our faith. He's literally in charge of everything and, and watchful over everything that concerns us. He's the one in charge of our lives. So don't think that every closed door or every, you know, thing that happens in your life is the devil. No, 
there are things that you know, oh, this is the devil because this is not the character of God, okay? But there are things, and there are things that you know, this is just because we are in a fallen world and the, Jesus already said, I have overcome the world, but there are things that you have to go through here because this is a fallen world and um, there, are, there will be different trials and tribulations and this is just as a result of the, of the fallen nature of the world. But there are certain things that happen that you just know that God is in charge of my life. And if a door closes or, you know, something doesn't work out the way I want, God is leading me, especially when you're committing your plans to God's hands and you're working with the Lord, you're working with His Spirit, you know, you're working in righteousness. Know that God is causing all things to work together for your good. He's aligning situations, circumstances, people to work together for your good. That is Him leading you through the natural circumstances of your life. Even the natural for the child of God has the, the, the um, supernatural, you know, the natural for the child of God is an outworking of the supernatural. So, yeah, God leads us through his word. He leads primarily through his word. He leads us through the inner witness of his spirit, which is usually the, the um, still small voice of the spirit of God within us or the, um, the, the inner witness of the, the knowing of the spirit of God within us, which can be peace, foreboding, you know, different things. He also leads us through the audible voice, but there's very few people who hear the audible voice, but that is also one of the ways he leads us through the inner witness of the spirit of God. And then he leads us through dreams and visions, okay? He leads us through the voice and counsel of godly people, and he leads us through the alignment of circumstances in our lives. So I hope this um, this answers your question of how do I hear the voice of God or how can I be led by God? If you learned something from this Q&A segment, let me know in the comment section. If you're listening on YouTube, of course. If you're listening on Spotify, I think Spotify is the only audio platform that has a, an, an, an opening for feedback. You can leave a feedback. I would love to hear how this blessed you. Um, whatever, wherever you're listening on, whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe or follow. Okay, so and click the um, bell button on YouTube, on YouTube, so that you can always receive, and I think everywhere else, so that you can always receive notifications whenever i put up a new you know a new segment on this channel yeah so before i go as well i'd like to invite you if you're a christian woman a christian lady um to join the god made woman sisterhood group on telegram you can click the link in the description box on youtube if you're not on youtube you can go to um, our page on instagram god made woman underscore and click the link in our bio you would find how to join the God made woman sisterhood group, or you can just go to God made and you will see um, and um, you'll find your way into the group. Okay, you see uh, a link leading you to join the group. On the group, I share our weekly daily, our weekly faith devotionals to strengthen your faith, to you know help you grow in your knowledge of Christ. I also share every time I put out a new segment, I share it directly there, and then we have monthly prayers where we come together, you know, using the live stream platform to pray with each other, with one another, together. The Bible says, where two or more are gathered, I am there in your midst. And God, wherever, wherever two of you or more shall agree upon a thing, it shall be done unto you. So when we come together, we believe that God is within us. We are strengthened in our faith. You know, our spirit, our faith is, uh, the spirit of God within us is rekindled. You know, our fire is, is flame, is fanned rather. And then we're able to, you know, um, join our faith together and receive answers speedily as a group, um, as corporately, as God's women, God's daughters. So I encourage you to join the group. I'll see you in the next segment. God bless you. Remember to continue to praise God. Wake up every day praising God. Live your life 
go through your day praising God and go to bed with the praises of God on your lips because God is so worthy. And indeed, I pray that God will give you so many reasons to shout for joy and so many more reasons because we already have so many reasons, so many more reasons to shout for joy and to praise his name before the end of this month and beyond in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye. Don't forget to share as well. Bless somebody. Bye-bye.